Welcome, Ford Eagles fans, to episode 29 of the No Huddle Show, our Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. I'm Joe Giglio, joined as always by Elliot Shore Parks, Mark Echo. Elliot, I've been out at the Combine. Mark been writing about Sam Bradford. The Eagles, we have a lot to get into here as the Eagles get set for free agency, which will start very soon. And uh, the big elephant in the room, and it kind of ties back into the Combine and all these players that they're looking at, of course, is Sam Bradford. Elliot, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, you've been out in Indianapolis. You've been seeing some of these other quarterbacks, but yet the conversation is always around uh, our favorite quarterback, Sam Bradford. Yeah, and going down to the combine, I, you know, what I was, what I was may, way more interested in than the actual prospects was just what the Eagles were going to do with Sam Bradford because that gives them a chance to – when they're down at the combine, they get a chance to actually meet with Condon's, uh, Tom Condon, that's Bradford's agent. They met with him face-to-face. They get a chance to talk to other teams in the league to see what you know what type of uh, interest there's going to be in Bradford. Bradford's agent gets a chance to, you know, uh, you know, he's not supposed to, but every agent does it, kind of gauge the market for his client. So it was really an important week in terms of what whether Sam Bradford's going to be back or not. And I'll say, leaving the combine, the vibe I get is that he's going to be back. Just the people you talk to around, you know, just different people that would know, and you know, the opinions around the people around the league is. People do expect him to be back. Now, whether that happens, I don't know. We can talk about, you know, kind of why um, that that signal is out there. But I I think when when the day they tire the day they fired Chip Kelly, I had the chance of Bradford coming back at like twenty percent. Now I feel like it's you know definitely above fifty and maybe even inching closer to seventy. Now with that, we found out on Sunday we're doing this podcast on a Monday that the Eagles. Apparently, according to Mike Garofolo of Fox Sports, they upped the offer to Sam Braff. We don't know what it was to begin with, but you know that leads you to believe they're at least they're moving towards trying to bring him back. And Mark, you wrote on Monday about maybe like what what would it look like? What what is he worth? What would an, a, a contract look like between the Eagles and Bradford? And I mean, what's this guy's value to them and, and around the league? It's really hard, and that's what I wrote in, in the story. There, it, he's a hard guy to compare to anyone else. And the three I use, and I, don't, I didn't even like using them, but they're the closest. Would be um, Andy Dalton from Cincinnati, Ryan Tannehill of Miami, and Alex Smith, somewhat of Kansas City. Uh, those three guys got deals done from to 2014 on. Uh, Tannehill's probably the closest comparison in that. You know, neither one of them's ever been to a, to the play. Like Smith's a bad comparison. I have to admit, Smith's a bad comparison. Smith's won a lot. He's won playoff games. He went to an NFC title game uh, with San Francisco. He's been in the league longer. Um, Tannehill, but Tannehill got a bad. De- I mean, a good deal for him. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins would do that deal again. I'm not. I don't think um, Tannehill's deal was six years, ninety five million, forty five of it guaranteed. Um, Dalton's deal. Is probably more comparable. Seven years, ninety-seven million, seventeen guaranteed. But I don't know if you want to go that deep with Sam Bradford. Six years or seven years. Um, and and any other factor which we can't overlook is whether you like Ryan Tannehill or not. I'm not a big Ryan Tannehill fan. The guy has not has not, in his four years he's played every game. Every game has not missed a game. I don't think we could say that about Sam. Bradford. I was going to say, is that the case with Sam Bradford? No, I think he's missed about thirty-three yeah. out of out of ninety or whatever it is. So yeah, um, not yet. So I mean, that, there's that, and you can't. If I'm the if I'm Howie Roseman and I'm the guy on the other side of the contract, I'm bringing that up every other minute. I mean, every time Condon says, "Well, he did this," I'm like, "Hey, listen, the guy's missed thirty-three game." I mean, that can't be overlooked. It just can't. 
No, it can't be. It's a part of his story. It's a part of what the Eagles have to, you know, kind of deal with and try to figure out what he's going to be it's worth. It's why the Rams traded him. Right. It's, and it's when you're trying to project forward, it's part of his story, part of what they're going to do with him. And uh, Elliot, last week when Howie Roseman talked and, and Doug Peterson talked to the Combine, they talked about having a backup plan in, in yeah. case Sam got away. And, you know, that leads into the draft and leads into the Combine and all these these quarterbacks that were there. I mean, when you think about it, do, do you think they really do have a backup plan or is it almost like they're going to try to bring back Sam and then they'll just pivot from there if he doesn't come back? No, I think they have a backup plan. And I think this week at the Combine, they got a chance to kind of look at that backup plan close, which is draft a quarterback. Um, you know, the on-field stuff for the quarterbacks at the Combine, frankly, probably doesn't mean much at all when you're evaluating. Um, you know, the 40-yard dash isn't very important. When Even when they throw, that that's probably the most important thing they do. But even then, it's still, uh, you know, it's still, it doesn't mean much because there's no defense. They don't have the pads on that type of thing. But what does really matter is the the one-on-one meetings that these uh, that the Eagles get with the quarterbacks. They, you know, Frank Wright gets to be in their offensive coordinator. The quarterback coach is in there. Peterson's in there. Howie's in there. And they get a chance to actually meet these quarterbacks. And, you know, Peterson talked about it at the podium this week. The one thing he's looking for in a quarterback is the ability to look in the eyes and say, all right, this this can be my guy. So if, you know, the timing of this Bradford report, you know, it comes out um, on, on a Sunday, uh, the Eagles spent, I know they, they they met with quarterbacks Friday and Saturday night. So, you know, maybe that indicates they're not as into the quarterbacks as they thought coming into that. I mean, I don't know. But um, certainly the backup plan would be to draft one. And, I mean, Echo can talk about this a little a little more. Um, but just in terms of the quarterback class, it's, it's, not, it's not a weak one. It, there's just no day one starters available. There's not a Marcus Mariota or a Jameis Winston. That doesn't mean that – you can't find your franchise quarterback. And if Doug Peterson's supposed to be good at anything, it's developing a quarterback. So if their backup plan is to draft a guy and have Peterson um, develop him, they certainly got a better idea this past week as to what, uh, as to if there is a guy out there that, that fits that criteria. I don't mean to be, be, a, be a jerk here, but who has Doug Peterson ever developed? Well, he did do good work with Nick Foles, Foles, <laughs> Foles rookie year. He did? We went one and six. No, I know, but I'm saying, I mean, a rookie, I don't know. I mean, he developed Alex Smith. Well, then if, if quarterback development isn't Peterson's strength, what is? I mean, oh, that's a post. He has an open, he has a very, very open. Yeah, that's true. His heart is very he open. Hugs people, I've seen him hugging people. So he hugs people. He's he a nice guy. People. Yeah, he's, he's open heart. I would put open heart at the top of his strength. Right. But I mean, just in realistically, that, he is a former quarterback. He is a quarterback coach. I mean, that's supposed to be, that is supposed to be what he does well. I guess he hasn't. He's never done it, but okay. If you want, if you want right. to go with, well, I'm saying that would be their plan. Their plan would be to draft a rookie and then have have him grow with Peterson, have Peterson develop him. Right? I mean, that would that would be the backup plan. That would yeah. seem like the idea, right? If they could find their guy and then you know obviously develop the quarterback. I mean, do you think? And Elliot and Mark, you both kind of said this with this quarterback class not having. Maybe it's not bad, and maybe there will be some good quarterbacks that come out, but not having that day one starter or a few guys that you feel like, all right, you could throw them in from, from the start. I mean, I, to me, that shouldn't really affect the way they handle this Bradford thing. If they love Bradford, bring him back. Exactly. If they don't, Thank they can move on. But I get, the, I have a bad feeling. It's almost like, well, we don't want to be really bad next year, and these quarterbacks aren't ready, so hell, let's re-sign Sam. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I like the Eagles have to know Sam's our guy or Sam isn't our guy. Yeah. And it, the, the money shouldn't matter. If he's your guy, 
then he's your guy. Pay him whatever you want to pay him and give him a five, six-year deal. Ignore, you know, and he's your guy. And, he, and, you know, whoever could be your battle carrier, who your backup is at this point. I mean, but if, he, if he's the guy, if you think Sam Bradford can one day take you to the Super Bowl, then let's get then, – then go on and just draft some linemen and, and, and help to, and get the defense a little better and, and let's go. But if you don't think that, then move on because he's never either – Here's my thing with Sam Bradford. He's not young. He's not old, but he's not young. He's not. This is what he is. I've never. I don't know of any quarterback in all my years of covering football that got that got extremely better in year seven. You know, I'm saying like he's right, not right. going to. You know, you, you could tweak it. He might get a little bit better, but he's not going to turn it. Around. He's not going to get make a massive jump next year. So I mean, this is what he is. If, if this, if you think he's good enough, then fine. He's your guy. If you don't. Then let them stop wasting your time and stop putting the team a year behind again by by not getting someone else. Right, and that, it feels like they could be doing that. It feels like they could be you know heading know down that path. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I'm, I'm more if and when they do sign Bradford and Elliott seems to think that's going to happen. I'm this is the first time ever with a contract where I'm more interested in how many how, on on the length of the contract as opposed to how much it is i don't care well, yeah, that that's my big thing i mean everyone says like how much can you you know is bradford worth 20 million a year is bradford worth whatever a, a year but the the real thing that the eagles need to be careful of is that they don't commit to him for you Five, know four yeah. years where, where the contract's written where they realistically can't get out of it for three years i mean look at the demarco deal DeMarco, you know, whatever they gave him is what they gave him. His cap, it is what it is. But the, the tough part of the contract is they can't cut him. Real, I mean, they, they maybe could. I mean, depend, we can talk about that. But with a $13 million cap hit, it's basically impossible to cut him. So and that's, what, that, that's the deal Tannehill has with Miami. They, they, it's hard for them to get out of that. Right. So if the Eagles sign Bradford, and that, that's the thing, too. Like, the Eagles obviously want to, get, want to give Bradford a deal where after each season they could get out of it. I mean, that's just what every NFL team wants. But Bradford's not going to sign that, and that's when it comes back down to interest. You know, is there a team out there that's willing to say, all right, Brad, all right, Bradford, for the next, you know, three years, you're our guy. And we, well, we're not going to get rid of you. You're going to be our guy. I don't know if there's uh-huh. a team out there. I mean, I don't know why any team w- would do that. But if the Eagles are willing, that, that that's the tricky part of the contract. And I would imagine – that's the holdup because look, the Eagles say they want Bradford back. They say that publicly, you know, even though they don't fully, fully commit, they do say things like, you know, we, it's, we've been clear we want Sam back. Doug Peterson says if Bradford wants to be in Philadelphia, he'll be in Philadelphia. Um, he said they, they, Bradford hasn't spoken, but you know, they've said that in their communications with Bradford, Bradford said he wants to be back. So it sounds like at least on the it surface, should be done, right? Yeah, then it, then it should be done. So. I think what I would imagine what's holding things up is that, you know, obviously what is every NFL contract, the guaranteed money and how long the Eagles are actually going to commit to a guy who granted every NFL player could get hurt on the first snap of next season. But he's a guy that has an an obvious injury history and not a great resume. So I'd imagine, you know, as much as we debate Sam Bradford, that's what makes it so hard to figure out his contract because, you know, everyone thinks we hate Bradford and all that. But there is there is something I mean, like it's, it's not a clear cut answer. And I, I would imagine how hard it is in that regard to, to negotiate this contract. Well, the other side of it is, and again, I'm, I'm basing this off you saying that now you went from 20% to whatever you are, how, how high you are yeah, now. Yeah, like 55, 60. Um, do you think, see, here's what I thought all along. I thought Bradford and his, Tom Condon, who's a very, you know, that's a, Tom Condon, this isn't his first contract. So he's, he's done a lot of these. And a lot of quarterback contracts too. Yeah, he's he, Tom Condon is one of the top agents. Maybe he, I mean, 
I don't want to I don't want to do a ratings of agents, but he's top one, two, three. You know, anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, he knows. I think, and again, this is just my, my speculation. They thought they would get there would be, hey, when we hit the market, boom, our, you know, it's going to be that we're, we're going to have a, offers to choose from, and you know, it'll be great. And that was the plan, I think, in Bradford slash Condon's mind was, all right, let, Eagles have made us an offer. That's nice. Let's let's see what's out there. Well, maybe they found out that there isn't anything out there. That maybe you know Cleveland's going to draft a guy, and maybe O'Brien's in love with Hackenberg, and he, that's his guy, and he's not. They're not going to give you anything. And and who else? Sam Fran doesn't want you. Um, I don't even know what other teams are looking for quarterbacks right now, but you know. That, so maybe they're they're thinking, oh my, oh Jesus, the Eagles might be our only option now. And I think that's the interesting part about the Bradford thing is, you know, we every week talk about how we don't think, you know, he's the answer. And a lot of fans talk about that and a lot of different other, you know, beat reporters and, and media in Philadelphia talk about that. But then it's always followed up with, you know, well, he's going to get a huge offer, right? So, well, if we don't, and I mean, you know, if we don't think he's any good and we watched him, you know, all along and that type of thing, like, well, then why, maybe there, like you're saying, maybe there isn't a huge offer coming. I don't know who's going to make it to him. That's, I, I went, I really, and I, I did that, that story last week and I, I didn't go into it with, with that kind of thinking. I went into it saying, who's the Eagles competition for him? And I went through every team and I was like, damn, there really might not be any comp. Like if Cleveland didn't have the second pick in a draft, I would think the Browns could be serious, con- serious contenders. Now maybe the Browns also, maybe they looked at, at Wentz and Goff and Lynch and said, man, we don't like it. These not, we don't really like any of these guys. Can't imagine that since they like, since Cleveland's a team that also thought Brandon Whedon could play, so they must love yeah, Johnny Manziel. If, yeah, if, if you're willing to draft Brandon Whedon and Johnny Manziel, Carson Wentz looks like Joe Montana to you probably. So, And let's not uh, forget they reportedly offered a first-round pick for Bradford last year. But not now the that, second pick, not number two. Gone, but, but not what? number two, not the second pick. No, yeah, no, not number two, but I'm saying huh. they've, they've shown interest. That's what I'm saying. If Cleveland, was, if Cleveland wasn't that – if they didn't have that second pick, that's a team I think could be very interesting. But – Again, it's it's up to the Browns to say, would we rather have any quarterback we want out of this draft or Sam Bradford? Uh, it's up to them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know where they're going to go with it or what team's going to come out and maybe make that offer to Sam. So let's let's go well, on the I, premise. One more go ahead, thing Mark. For, if, if I can just say this, what also makes things difficult is supposedly, reportedly, whatever, however you want to word you want to use, Colin Kaepernick's on the market. So. Yeah. And and apparently Hugh Jackson, the new head coach of Cleveland, loves Colin Kaepernick. So that gets in Bradford. Wait, there's there's other and RG three's on the market. So Bradford isn't like the only experienced quarterback that's available as well. So you got a, a group of rookies that are that he's competing with, and Kaepernick and RG three who he's competing with. Would you guys take? I mean, out of those three, how about out of these four options, <laughs> Bradford? Kaepernick, RG three, and draft a guy. Which are, I mean, how would you rank those those options? And before we we answer, is it kind of you know what's the price tag? You on take the everything RG- into price, everything into consideration. So well, Bradford's Rick, probably going to be the most expensive. Okay, Bradford the most expensive, and then RG three probably the cheapest because he probably gets cut. Well, no, well, the rookie would be the cheapest. Well, right, the rookie would be the cheapest. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're not picking the, anything else. So. But with the rookie, you also don't know who's going to be there. Right, that's a well, crack. If you're Cleveland, you're who's Cleveland the two, they're going to get Yeah, if you're Cleveland, but I'm saying from the Eagles' perspective. Right. Oh, so, like, uh, Eagles? Or I'm, or I'm just anybody? You're the Eagles. 
All right, Mark, you go first. How, how would you rank those, uh, I guess, uh, I was going to say options. Some of them are appealing. Probably some of them aren't. How would you rank them? See, our, my thing on RG3 isn't I, – I don't care what my – I mean, it would be, it's more medical than, than, than ability-wise. I know he has the ability. I mean, I'm, I'm confident that in, in his ability. I want, that would be my doc, I would want my doctors would have to go over that knee, you know, with every, you know, available medical thing. I'm not a medical guy, but I would go, my, if my doctors tell me his knee's fine, he could be the RG3 he was when he first came out, then he's number one because I think he, I think he was a great player be, before. Do you have any concerns about him, his personality no. off the field? No. No more than I do with Kaepernick. No, that's fair. I'm just, I'm just so, wondering. No, I mean, no, I, I'm not worried about that. And and that, that's up to my, that's up to the leaders on my team, the Malcolm Jenkins and whoever else to keep him in line. If that, if you think that's a problem, no, I think he's a wonderful talent. If you can get him for next to nothing and he's healthy, yeah, he's one. Um, Kaepernick, I don't know. In, in a West Coast offense, I don't, I don't know. Um, the rookies, uh, I would just put RG three one, and everybody else is like kind of tied for two. <laughs> I'd probably go RG, I'd probably go RG three one. RG three one two. I just feel like he's got to have a second act in his career that that's going to be good if he's healthy. Uh, if, if he's, he's healthy, right? Fighter, I don't want him. Ka- Kaepernick's interesting though. He's coming off of injuries too, and I but not not as serious as RG three. Not as serious though. I think it's a knee and a shoulder in the same offseason. But I, but I would take a chance in him too. I mean, I I feel like the Eagles or any team <laughs> quarterback should make the phone call. And I think Elliot, you wrote about that last week that they should at least at least inquire about what it would take. Right. Um, you know, I'd probably put Bradford last. I would, beyond the rookie. Beyond the rookie, you know? Yeah. So, to be all right, so with my ranking, I think. Well, we know you got Bradford. You have, like, Chase Daniel ahead of Bradford, don't you? <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, I think you can make a compelling argument as to why Bradford would be a better option for this team. Look, if Chip Kelly was still here, I think Colin Kaepernick would oh, be yeah, the number one option. Right? Which is funny because he has them, and they're looking at them. I know, I know, but like that, it just can't come together with with Chip but and the quarterback. Also, to say just to talk about that really quickly, I think that's more about Kaepernick's issues with management, not with Chip. Because I, I think when if Kaepernick goes, this I mean, people will paint this as oh, Chip's getting rid of talent again, but. I mean, I think that situation was already pretty bad, but whatever. So that is what it is. But, I mean, I think I would probably – I guess I'd put RG3 first now. I mean, you guys kind of convinced me the price should be cheap. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I'm really concerned that, that, that my doctor comes back and says, whoa, I don't know all about right, well, that. Let's, let's assume he's healthy, though. Well, well, just, that's a big assumption. No, it's a big assumption. I'm just saying. I mean, but I, I, just, I also have concerns about him off the field. I mean, like, you like, hear a lot of stories about how his teammates really, really didn't like him. Oh, so when you mean off the field, you mean kind of locker room stuff more yeah, than yeah, sorry, not, not a like, trouble guy, yeah, right? Not because like yeah, guy. he seems like a pretty, pretty stand up guy off the field. But I, I've heard those same things as you, Ellie. I mean, people said that his teammates like he wasn't. He he was part of the problem there too in Washington. Not all of it, Shanahan and the ownership, but he was part of it. Right. Oh well, yeah, right. he's had, he has his issues. There's no doubt. But but they're not trouble. No, like, you're right. He's not going to get suspended or anything like that. But I just mean in terms of a quarterback and hey. I think I think RG three, like Joe said, is a classic change of scenery guy. Like, yep. just get him somewhere else, and I think he'll be better. So, that's right. That and is I why think... I guess I'd put him number one. But I think my number two would be drafting a guy. Um, I I really like the idea, at least if I'm the Eagles, of just and again, you can debate whether Peterson's good at um, you know, developing know. guys. 
But my point is – Making it sound like he's uh, Mike Holmes. No, I know, but I'm just saying, I mean, I like the idea of get, letting him pick a rookie this year and letting him develop him. So I think that would be my number two option. I like the idea of them kind of growing together, coming in at the same time. That would be my, my number two option. I think the reason RG3 is number one is because you get some components of that with him. I mean, he's still a very young guy. You know, he's only played less than three seasons actually on the field. So I, I would I – would, that would be my top option. Now, when it comes to Bradford and Kaepernick, I would almost – I almost think – the Eagles better are better off picking Bradford over Kaepernick just because the style of offense they're going to run. And I also think if you bring Kaepernick in, if Chip Kelly was your head coach, I think it would work. But for some reason, I just wouldn't feel good about bringing Kaepernick in with Doug Peterson and running the West Coast offense and that type of thing. So I would actually I agree with that. I like Kaepernick more as a player. I think he's a better quarterback. But I think if I was ranking in terms of if Howie Roseman came to me and said, "What you know, give me." Out of these four, just rank them for me. I think I'd put Kaepernick last, last just because I realistically don't think – I think the chances of him succeeding here would be hard. So the I would – The thing is you got to trade for – I mean – Yeah. I don't, and the Eagles – what did the Eagles – they can't afford to give up anymore. I don't think they can afford to give up a lot of trades. Well, they have two-thirds and two-fifths. Yeah, and they need and they have a bunch of holes on the team. Right, but the biggest one's quarterback. So if you actually think well, but Kaepernick's RG3 the answer. For no, I, I'd rather take RG3 for nothing. But, but let me ask you this. Let's say – and let, let's say Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson think Colin Kaepernick's the guy. And then they also okay. really like – they got really it. like RG3. Well, you got to give them some. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I think – what the Eagles need to do is, and we've we touched on this a little earlier, what the Eagles need to do is just take money and everything out of it and just assess the quarterbacks and just rank them as players. And then whoever they have at the top of that board, just do whatever it takes to get them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you should say, well, I, you know, I like, our, I like Kaepernick the best, but he's going to take something to get, so let's get RG3. Like, I think – But just, if you have them equal, if you have them very yeah, much if you have them equal, equal, then why give up something – RG3 is going to get cut in, a, in a, another, you know, they're not going to pay him that money. So Right, he's going to get cut, yeah. Or you can get him for next to no. I mean, you, if, if I have to give the Redskins a seventh, okay, I can, you know. Just so that you get the right to negotiate a new deal with them. Because yes. you're not going to pay him $16 right. million next year. Right. No, no one's going to do that. Right. Um, but I guess this, you know, I just think the Eagles, you know, talking about pricing and all that and what it takes to give up is, I love doing that. I think it's interesting. But in reality... They just need to decide who the best guy is and go with that because it, whoever they attach their wagon to this year, whether it be Bradford, whether it be a rookie, whether it be Kaepernick, whether it be RG3, that's it. This is the only. This is probably the only time they're going to get to make this decision on a quarterback. Let me ask you this, Elliot. Let's, let's play this out further. I'll, I'll give you two options. One, the Eagles do re-sign Sam Bradford for, on a three-year deal. Three-year, yeah, yeah. I don't care how much money it is. Three-year deal. Do you still end – do you still draft a quarterback at, at 13? If the no, guy, no, yeah. no. Do you take Definitely. it to the third round, fourth round, something like that? If you sign Bradford to be your guy, I think maybe in the third round you take a guy. But I would not take it for a – What if you sign RG3 to a one-year deal? Then I, I would – He wants to prove it. He, he, he wants a, a one-year, I'm going to prove that I'm the guy kind of deal. Then what do you do with the? Do you I mean, I don't her? think I like any of the quarterbacks enough, but I wouldn't hate it. I, I, I don't like the idea of having two guys on the team that both think they're the guy. Now, granted, it I, well, I don't know if it worked in Washington or not. I mean, because I guess they ended up with Kirk Cousins. You can debate how good he is. Everybody, but, when the Redskins took Kirk Cousins in the third round of that draft after taking RG three, everybody was like, "What are they doing? They 
you know, why would they take another quarterback? And it turned out that, thank God for them, they did take Cousins because RG3 got hurt and he got in the doghouse. And, and say what you want about Kirk Cousins, he's he's going to get a lot of money this year. And he's their, he's the Redskins quarterback going forward. They've, just, they've decided that. They've just got to come, come, to, come to a deal with, with him now. But well, I guess – I guess having having two quarterbacks is not a bad, obviously not a bad problem to have. I mean, if they're both actually good, but the Eagles have so many other holes that right. if you bring Bradford back, you, you can't know, like thirteen on yeah, use thirteen on an offensive lineman and, or something. Well, you like don't, that. Everybody says that there's not going to be a good offensive lineman there at thirteen. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't like Conklin out of Michigan State, or I did until I watched him play against Alabama. And yeah, those guys killed him. I don't. I wouldn't. I. I think there's gonna be. Well, again, I don't know. I'll. I'll know more when I talk to people in the next week or two. But, um, I think. I don't think. I'll say this. I don't think the best. If 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 you go by the old best player available theory, I don't think the best player available at thirteen will be an offensive lineman. What if What if the best player available is a wide receiver? It won't be, but I would take him if it was. So you this, think- is a, this, this is not a good wide receiver draft. Well, what do you, what position do you think? I mean, like when you, I mean, linebacker. I know linebacker. You are you in love with their linebackers? No, well, I, I don't no, think no. anyone should be, but they seem like they would. They would think they're they're. I'm not going to say set, but like they I don't, don't have a. They don't, I don't think they go into this draft saying we need a linebacker early. I would. Will Will the three of those guys play 16 games combined next year? Uh, that's. I, I would guess yeah. yes, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to go much over it. Exactly. I was going to say, what's the over under on games played by Jordan Hicks, Kiko Alonso, and Michael Kendricks? All right. How about this? Who's their best linebacker? Take into account Hunter Borwin, and he's not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying, but of the guys that will play linebacker for them next year, who do you think their best is? I think the one I trust the most to just you know have a level of play probably would be Kendricks at this That's point. That's what he's, I was going to say. He's not special. He's not probably as special as I thought he'd be, but at least I, I kind of have a feeling of what he is now and. Alonzo, I don't know, and and Jordan Hicks. I mean, like, if he's as good as he was for those seven or eight games, well, he's the answer. But he's always hurt. And it was more like three or four games, yeah. right? I mean, you know, he, I played, back, he played cause... six. He played five real good ones, right? Right. And yeah, he was. I mean, he was amazing. And the thing is, I wouldn't be as down on Hicks if hey, this is a, hey, everybody gets hurt. It happens. He that the reason he went in the bottom of the third round was because he was always hurt at Texas. So. This is this isn't like a first time he's ever been hurt kind of thing. He's the Sam Bradford of defense. I mean, in terms of of, of, of health, I mean, I I'm I'm not sold that Jordan Hicks is going to be out there 16 games next year. Kiko, I mean, come on, you, you can't yeah. be sold on him. If there's a good linebacker there at 13, and I think there will be, I would have no, I would not criticize that pick at all. I wouldn't either because you could really, I mean, you could start him. I mean, it's not like yeah. you the three guys are cemented in there. I mean, like if Jordan Hicks isn't starting for you next year in week one because your rookie is killing it, I don't think that's a – Well, I'm looking more outside. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, outside. But, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like if he beats Kiko out, Kiko only has one year, 700000 remaining on his deal. No, so Kiko, if they cut Kiko, I wouldn't be stunned. He might – talk about Art's not medical. He could be a medical reject now. That, he hurt that knee two years in a row. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, if he's healthy, I'd, I would be surprised if they cut him. Well, but, if he's healthy, but he might not be. I mean – yeah. If, if if he's the Kiko, we saw it all, like you, you know everybody wants to talk about Hicks's six games or the last seven games Bradford played. Well, talk about the last whatever many games Alonzo played. I don't want. I don't think anyone wants to Mark. I mean, he didn't make a tackle <laughs> the whole time. Right. I don't. I don't think Kiko. I, the Kiko Alonzo I saw last year is not a starting linebacker in the NFL. Is he a good backup? 
I don't know what he is. He's a hurt. No, he's a hurt guy. He's, he's damaged goods. I don't. I, the crazy part me, about all this always is like how much the contract and money changes perception of everything. Like if Sam Bradford was under contract this year for seven or eight million, we wouldn't spend so much time talking about him. We'd just right. be like, all right, he's the quarterback, and and they'll probably draft somebody else. And if Kiko was making a lot of money this year coming up, he'd be cut. Would, <laughs> he'd be cut, right? But he's making he's making nothing. So it's like I guess they're going to bring him back because he's cheap, and maybe he'll find him his old self. Oh, don't, listen, I just ripped. I just said how bad he was, but. The Kiko Alonso that I saw with the Bills a couple years ago, and even the one I saw opening night in Atlanta, oh, I like him a lot. If you if you tell me he's going to revert back to that form by some medical miracle, oh, then no, I don't need a, I don't necessarily need a linebacker. But I again, I mean, this is a this is a violent game where injuries have ruined guys' careers, and I unfortunately I think it may have done that to Kiko Alonso. And that's the interesting thing. I mean, what you just said, Joe, about how much money and all plays into it is, look, if Bradford was under contract next year, I wouldn't cut him. Like, I don't think he's like, you know, that big of a problem. But the, the debate isn't, is Bradford the best quarterback for next season? <laughs> that's the nicest next... thing you've ever, you've ever said about Sam Bradford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he's that big of a problem. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, the, the, the biggest issue is, is is how much do you actually want to commit to this guy? And that was the problem with when they traded for him was, they didn't redo yep. the deal. So, so they, I mean, in some ways that was good because you didn't want to, you wanted to get him in here and see what, what he had. But then it sets up this scenario where, you know, how much does the fact that the Eagles gave up a second round pick for him factor into this? Like, do you almost have, like, do you think about that when you, when you resign him? Or is that you, you can't, just... you can't let that factor. First of all, the guy that did it isn't here anymore. So you can always just blame him. Yeah, it's true. And how he likes to do that. So. <laughs> That could be a good way to say goodbye to Bradford. Like, you know, you know, we didn't do this anyway. This wasn't our, this wasn't my doing anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think it, I mean, it, in theory, I, what you're saying, Elliot, makes sense. Like you gave up a second round pick. How could you let the guy walk away after a year? But at the same time, you can't double down on a mistake just to, to justify it. I mean, the Redskins gave up, the Redskins gave up a lot more than a second round pick for RG3 and they're, they're moving on from there. Yeah, that's after three seasons, though. Well, right. but I'm saying they, still, right. they gave up way more. So. Four four seasons, but three on the field. But, um, yeah. I want to get – Elliot, I want to ask you – I'm sorry, I don't mean to take over here, Joe, but um, since you you met you met with all the quarterbacks, right? Like you right. did interviews with them and stuff. Tell, I mean, again, forget the play because, again, like the combine, like you said, they're, they're in their underwear throwing, throwing passes yeah. with no defense. Who were you impressed with and who weren't you impressed with? I thought Jared Goff came came across really well. I thought he was someone that seemed very mature. He handled the, the press well. Um, he kind of looked the part of a franchise quarterback. And it's funny, he actually reminded me of Matt Barkley a little bit. Oh, which, that, that's a good thing? Well, but I'm saying Matt Barkley skill-wise obviously wasn't ideal, but I think he always I – I mean, he, Jared Goff to me seemed the most ready to come in and kind of be the guy. Now, okay. now, talk about, you know, in terms of the actual combine results, I mean – I don't know how much to be worried about the fact that his hands measured it at nine inches. I mean, the history and stats show that that is a problem. It's not yeah. to me. It sounds silly, but I mean, I think that you know that the history shows that is an issue. So that would be one one but problem. I, yeah, I wasn't talking. I was just talking about like you said the face to face interviews that the teams did. right. Well, you yeah, did yeah. the same thing. Not you didn't get to ask the things they asked. But I mean, right? So yeah, yeah. How I thought golf golf came across well. Um, I thought your boy Hogan came came across very well. Oh my um, God. He he did a good job. Hogan's heroes. Yeah, exactly. He 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 did a good job. Kind of like uh, I would say, like Goff and Hogan did the best job in terms of just actual like explaining 
X's and O's wise, why they why they made the the most sense, um, and they were why they were ready for the NFL. A guy who didn't come across well that I thought would was Paxton Lynch. I, I had a chance. Yeah, I met with him at the Super Bowl um, earlier this month, and I got like ten minutes by myself with him, and he. I thought there he came across very confident and ready and all that. But when he was at the podium, and maybe, look, this is brutal honesty that it's good he's saying, but he kind of gave off the impression that he he felt, he felt feels like he might be better off sitting a year. So maybe that actually says he's the smartest of all of them. I don't know. Right. But but um, so I would say they uh, – About Wentz. My impressions of those three. Wentz also came across – I thought when I met him at the, the Senior Bowl um, – I think he's shown some clear improvement in my mind in terms of just uh, at the senior bowl, he seemed like the moment was a little too big for him. He seemed a little nervous with everything, but I thought he got up to the podium at the combine and just kind of commanded the room. He did, he did a lot better. So I think that's good to see. Cause that's, and again, we're talking about guys' personalities here, which is, you know, kind of hard. To, yeah, no, it is important. No, I agree. It is important, but, it, um, but I think he seems a lot more confident now than he did at the senior bowl, which is obviously a good sign. See, I, cause the reason I asked about Wentz is like, like, like you say that Goff and Hogan came across well, well, they, you know, one went to Cal, one went to Stanford. Sure. They should come across well, and they're used to attention. They played in a PAC 12, a major conference. They've been in, you know, they've been interviewed a million right. times by a lot of writers. North Dakota State, probably not, right? I mean, Wentz probably had one, maybe one paper cover him, if that or something. Right, there's probably the most website Wentz has ever been written about, right. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that's interesting. And even Memphis, I mean, they're bigger than North Dakota State, obviously, but they're not, they're not in that Cal-Stanford level. So, because um, it's, I, 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 I think this is an interesting draft quarterback. I really, I, I'm, those, I mean, and we didn't, you didn't even mention Connor Cook or Hackenberg or Dak Prescott or, um, who am I forgetting? Somebody? Oh, your boy, Cardell Jones. Cardell, yeah, my Hacken, boy. Yeah, there's that a, was I was I'm disappointed with, with Cardell too, because he he gets hurt. He doesn't run the four. I mean, he runs a forty. It comes off slow, and then he gets hurt and doesn't throw. So that, it was a bad week. I'm telling you, I'm going to go on the record right now on our podcast here on the, the, the No Huddle and tell you that while I agree a hundred percent that there's no Mariota Winston and that's going to come in and start day one, and I don't think any of them should start day one. I think a couple of these guys if went. If, if we're if we're having a conversation three years down the road, I think a couple of these guys are going to be pretty good quarterbacks. I'm not saying, I know, Mark. I think famous. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I wanted to throw that out there. And, and Elliot, I wanted to ask you what people were saying about that second crop of quarterbacks. It, it almost feels to me like every year in the draft, you know, obviously sometimes players emerge, like Mark, you're alluding to. But every year in the draft, it's like, all right, you get bored with these quarterbacks in the draft once the first few go off the board in the first in the first round. It's like, all right, well, you're not really going to find a guy now. But I heard Mike Mayock say a couple weeks ago there could be a, a couple Kirk Cousinses, and I think yeah. he meant that as a high compliment. I think that's yeah. what you're going for, Mark. A third round guy that turns into be a, a good competent starter, right? So if like I think if we're all assuming now or, or kind of feeling that Bradford is going to come back, that's what I'm starting to think about with the Eagles. Like who will they take? And I I do think they should still take a quarterback at some point. Can they find that guy? So inevitably, if this Bradford thing doesn't turn out to be you know Bradford hoisting a Lombardi Trophy, maybe they still find their next quarterback in this draft. I mean, we're, what are people saying about those quarterbacks, Elliot? And what did you yeah, observe think, with that second crew? I think it, compared to last year's draft, I think the, the fourth, fifth, sixth guy, are con, I, I think this year, are considered to be more like just overall talented. I think last year the holes in the, in the quarterbacks' games later in the draft, like Brett Hundley and those guys, were bigger than the holes in this oh, year. Oh, there I were mean, two like, quarterbacks in the last year. There were two. 
That's what I'm saying. But I, I think this year they were one. They were the two best. But I mean, that, yeah, after that, they were you were reaching. If you rank the quarterbacks in last year's draft and and this year in one list, I think Mariota and Winston would be the top two, obviously. But I think like the next six might be from this year's draft because I just think guys like guys like Connor Cook and Kevin Hogan. I don't, you know, like you know, they can't come in week one to play. But I think if you give them a year or two to develop, I think. They have the skill set. Um, I know there's some questions about Hogan's arm strength, but I think they have the skill set to, to be, like you said, a Kirk Cousins. Whereas Brett Hundley, I, I just don't know if he'll ever be a good enough passer. I mean, he, he certainly wasn't looked... the next one taken. <clears throat> Who was right. the third one last year? Petty, wasn't it? Yeah, was you're right. It was Petty. So I that was the... a, that was a big drop too because Petty then wasn't taken until what the fourth round by the Jets. Yeah, fourth, fourth yeah. or fifth round. Um, so I do think the Eagles have a bet like. Like if you sign Bradford and he's going to be your guy, then whatever that you know that that's your mistake. But if you're gonna if you're gonna you know, I think a guy like Hogan, <laughs> I mean a guy like Hogan in the third round, or even I don't know how far he'll fall, but the Eagles have two third round picks and two fifth round picks, so they certainly have the way their draft board's set up is they 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 can take a quarterback after the first round. I mean they don't have a second round pick, and I wouldn't take one in the second round because then you're still really committing to him as your guy in the second round. But the third round on is when you kind of, that's more like developmental. And they certainly have, they have a ton of picks after that. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if a guy like Kevin Hogan. If Hogan's there in the third round, that that's the, that would be a, a I, I'm, like I said, I'm one of Hogan's heroes, but right. that would be a great pick. I think he's going to be good. I really do. Well, he'll be there in the third round. I mean, I'd be you surprised. Don't know that. You don't know that. All right. Well, do we, do you, all right, if you had to guess today, do you think he's, he's going to be in the third? No. No. I think he's gone. I think he might go like top of the third round. They're not picking to the middle of the third round, correct? All right, so we're talking about a few a few spots here, but so that's all that matters. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, all right, all right, all right. Well, I'd say there's Kelly could take him with the Niners' third round pick. How's that? Hey, they, he could use Eagles' second round pick and do it. Or no, no sorry, no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but the Rams do, and they need a quarterback. Yeah, they do. I think that'd be a good Kaepernick landing spot. By the way, that'd be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. It all would come full circle. It's like all three teams are just connected in some weird way. So it'll be interesting. I mean, the Eagles certainly have a lot of options out there at quarterback. Whether any of them are really good ones. You wrote the other day about them trading a pick that you would trade down. Yeah, I mean, if there's no quarterback at 13, I would. Or or if they re-sign Bradford. They're not taking a quarterback at 13. Yeah, right. But here's my thing, and I agree. If they can move, because I don't, like I said, I want an offensive lineman, but I don't want to reach for one at 13. But does somebody like? Why would somebody like? Who wants to come up to thirteen? Well, unless someone loves whoever, you know, whether yeah, well, filling back packs and Lynch is there, and another team that needs a quarterback. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I guess that would be the guy if if a quarterback, if one of the top three quarterbacks fell and Eagles didn't want him because they already signed Bradford, maybe Houston wants to come up and you could make that deal. Or um, how far down would you go? Does it matter? If I get a second round pick, would you, I would also if I'm the Eagles, I'd be very interested in doing one like a deal where I get maybe I just don't pick in the first round this year, but I get a first round pick next year. Like then one of those old to, pa- the Patriots deals where they like right. steal a team's first round pick for like two, a year from later, and then all of a sudden they're like they have two high picks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you that's, would do that. You would trade thirteen for a pick next year. I mean, is there anybody that would be there at thirteen where you're like I'm like I'm super missing out on this guy? Mm, probably not. Right. So, and I think the Eagles have. I I really think. So you so you're really tanking this. Then 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 you're going to the. I don't hate to use that word tank, but then you don't you you really don't think they can win next year. 
I don't think I don't. I think. I mean, they can get. Him, I think they'll him. get a starter. I think at thirteen there will be somebody there that will start for the twenty sixteen Eagles. I don't know what position, but there will there there will be somebody that they could take at thirteen that can come in and start for them. Whether it's a linebacker. Well, they yeah. I mean, offensive line, whatever. There's really only one spot on the entire team that's completely cemented, and that's Fletcher Cox. Well, I guess the defensive yeah, line. Well, but, yeah. well <laughs> the whole defensive line's kind of set, I think. Yeah. They could use another pass rusher, though, don't you think? Yeah. They're, they're spending a billion dollars on Curry, Barwin, and, and Graham. Do, do you want to spend more on it? No, but huh? I mean, I, I, w- I was – because the reason that made me think of this too was the um, talking about like building for the future and all that. The Eagles have $30 million in cap space, which is I think like top 15 in the league. But it wouldn't surprise me. Possible? What? I don't – I saw – I don't I don't know how well, that – Well, they carried over – they carried seven. over – Yeah, seven. seven. Right. Yeah, everybody carried over seven, nine, eleven, whatever. I mean, everybody's carrying. I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to break it down. I just where does that put him? Right, that's right in the middle of the league, right? Because yeah, like some right teams, like the, the Jaguars league. and the Giants, have like seventy, sixty. See, but but, yeah. but I think I think the like I think the Eagles are going to carry over a lot of money to next off season. Like I think this is going to be Howie's kind of like reboot off season, and it just so happens they have to make a decision at quarterback, which you know kind of shapes everything. But I think in terms of like draft, it wouldn't surprise me if they traded down for extra picks. Like if you can get an extra pick, a first round pick next year in terms of free agency. I don't know how you're going to do that. I don't know how nobody. I, yeah, no, it'll be tough. But I just mean like the, these are the type of things I think the Eagles will be open to. Whereas I think other teams in the draft. Oh, who wouldn't be? But I, I don't know. You're going to. I don't know. Like you were saying, it's not going to be anybody great at third. Like to get a pick a next year's number one. Yeah, I mean, it only takes one team, though. I mean, right. never... yeah, to me, teams are always desperate. Like, if they see, like, every board is different. We know that. Yeah, so, like, some I'm... team might see a guy that they had at number four, and somehow he's at 13. They're like, we got to go get that guy right now. You know, the Eagles are shopping the pick. Maybe it could work. Mm-hmm. But I guess where I was going with it, too, is I don't think they're going to be big, big spenders in free agency. I think they're going to carry over. Well, I they've been they... big spenders already on their own guys. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. I agree. But I'm saying once free agency starts, it would, surpri- it would surprise me, man. We'll see, but it would just surprise me if they used all thirty million of that cap space. Well, I, I, w- I would bet nobody, they end up losing yeah, nobody, less than half of it. Uses it all. Even they didn't even use it all last year. They used yeah. Money. But you think they carry like fifteen over? Yeah, I mean that's what Howie traditionally did when he was running things. Um, and the Eagles only carried over seven last year with Chip and Mana. Which is what no, most teams carry about seven. No, I, I mean I would look it up, but I think the Eagles were probably in the lower part of carrying over money. Really? Would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, some didn't carry over any. Some, some, right? Max. And yeah, they could also the, sell it to the fan base too. Like, if people are like, "Why did they spend this offseason?" Well, they could be like, "Well, we did spend a lot of money on our own, own players." And if they yeah, spent exactly. on Bradford and they re-signed Cox, I mean, that's going to add all the numbers up. It's they spent a lot of money, just maybe not on free agents with big press conferences. You also figure if they re-sign Bradford, there'll probably be a big boost in his jersey sales. So that'll that's be a true. nice little. <laughs> that's going to bring it back in a different way. Well, at least they'll be selling them. Yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah, now this year there'll be no excuse to not put the Bradford uh, jersey out on the rack. All right, guys, before we wrap this one up and uh, we kind of look forward and we'll do one next week, I guess if something big breaks, if if a Bradford thing happens, we could always do an emergency podcast before next week, but uh, we could preview free agency and everything like that and the the whole offseason next time we get together. But I just want to touch quickly on... Uh, what we heard last week, the DeMarco Murray rumors. I mean, do you guys think there's any chance that they find a, someone to trade for him? I know the Cowboys are always that team, like, oh, maybe that reunion would work together. Just quick yes or no, do you think the Eagles would find could find anyone that would trade for DeMarco Murray, Elliot? 
I think if DeMarco Murray's willing to redo his deal, then maybe there's a possibility. Um, I mean, I think it'd be tough because I, I think the only way he gets traded is if the Eagles get like a conditional seventh and and he redoes his deal. But if if you're just talking, I mean, like I had someone tweet me and, you know, fans, I love their optimism that maybe the Eagles could trade like 13 and DeMarco Murray for number four. Like, sure. like, like, <laughs> like, like you're not going to get anything of value for DeMarco Murray. The, the, what, if DeMarco Murray is traded, it won't be the, the, the winner in the deal will be the Eagles for getting rid of him. So I think there's a very slim chance. I think there's a chance they outright cut him. I, I don't think, I don't think there's a chance of that. I don't know. There's 13, but yeah, so, million. There's I know, 13 but, million of that 30 that you have gone. He's yeah, that's fair. But you saw, I, I would say, I, I don't think. I would say the chance of him actually being traded, though, are maybe I don't know twenty percent. Well, I think this, and I, I know this doesn't happen in football. It's more of a basketball or, or or baseball type trade. But maybe there's a guard on a on another team that has a terrible contract as well, right? And you so you're you're just flipping bad contracts. But you're, for the Eagles, you're getting a guard that's better than than Matt Tobin. So you know what I'm saying like yeah, so you're getting something for it. But I also think a complicated part of this trade thing is, like, the Eagles are going to have to find a team where DeMarco wants to go there. And I don't know. I mean, you can just trade him, but I'm saying, like, if he has to redo his deal. And oh, well, no, man, no, right. If he's redoing a deal, it's, it's to go back to the Cowboys. That's the only Agreed. team he would, re, he would re, re, redo his deal for, I think. Yeah. Don't the you? Eagles-Cowboys trade. Now, that, that would be something. It's happened before. <laughs> Yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, then watch he'll he'll run for fifteen hundred yards next year behind the best offensive line. Ever. Exactly, exactly. That's a scary thing, too. Do you want to? If you're the Eagles, do you want to? I take my chances that he's not you would? anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I take my chances that they ruined him two years ago by just running him into the ground. Yeah, so it's like when they sent McNabb to Washington. Right? right, exactly. Like they didn't care because they knew he was done. Yeah, I, I think he's done, yeah. but. But he's going to get paid either way. Too. That's the thing. Everybody thinks he wants like, – I've never heard anybody in Dallas say, oh, yeah, we'd love to have Murray back. <laughs> well, not right. for that money, I guess. But, and, and he wasn't good for the Eagles. So they just like, whatever. You know, they moved on. Um, but obviously a lot's going to you know, happen here over the next couple of weeks. We will be back uh, next week definitely and, and maybe sooner if something big breaks on the Eagles. Everyone, thank you for listening. Elliot, as always, thanks for doing this. No problem. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. Thanks to all of you for listening to episode 29 of the No Huddle Show. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at the No Huddle Show. Subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher, every single way you can find us, you can subscribe. Uh, We'll be back next week with you and a lot of Eagles news to talk about right here on NJ.com. (laughs) 